commence primary ignition. This is where the fun begins. Well, what's up all of you? Ugnots and Jawas out there and welcome back to Mando Talk on this episode. I am doing a rundown, review, reaction, discussion of Andor episode 4. It's going to be spoiler heavy. So yeah, there's your warning. I will say this. I owe an apology to all of our listeners. We were supposed to have myself, DJ, and Zach on this episode where we were really going to dive in and do like an hour-long podcast episode like we normally do. We always aim to release those on the first Monday of each month, but this past week, I got sick and we were unable to get that recording done at the time that we had scheduled, at the time we had planned in our calendar, so Here's what we're going to do. We're definitely going to reschedule that. My plan and my hope is that you definitely hear from myself, DJ, and Zach Horvath all together at some point while Andor is releasing for us to have a spoiler discussion about the most recent episode and just share our thoughts and our love and our passion for Andor and then for everything else that's been going on in Star Wars recently. So that is still coming, but I wanted to make sure that I apologize to all of our listeners Uh, That's definitely something that I can't wait to finally be able to do. But you've got me on this episode. You've got just me because I am still kind of getting over the sickness a little bit, but we're almost out of it. We're almost out of it. But yeah, it is coming soon. I promise I'm not going to drop the ball on us three getting together. It's something that we've wanted for so long. It's going to happen at some point. But anyway, let's start to get into this review, reaction, spoiler discussion, breakdown, you name it. But one one or two plugs here. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, the Mando Talk YouTube channel, for more Star Wars content. Uh, we're really close to our current goal of 300 subscribers. In fact, as I'm recording this, I believe we are 19 subscribers away from 300. So help us get there. Go uh, over to that YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button. And also follow us on Twitter at Mando Talk. And I will also give another plug that I usually just give at the end, but it's on my mind. Uh, I have some fun covering some other franchises, uh, other universes, Marvel, DC, Game of Thrones, you name it. But I'm starting to just exclusively do that on TikTok, and that is at Casual Geek Clips on TikTok. Just type in Casual Geek Clips, and it. It'll take you to my profile, and right there, I'm having a lot of fun covering, you know, all the other shows and trailers and movies and all the different things that are coming out. So go check me out on that platform as well. All right, I've got my episode four notes pulled up here, and we're just going to run through this thing together, and I'll share my thoughts as we go. So we open the episode, episode four, on board Luthen's ship. Cassian was part of a battle on Mimban when he was 16. We learned this 
this through a discussion. Uh, Luthen continues to pitch to Cassian to join the true fight against the Empire and tells Cassian you'll ultimately die fighting these bastards. And I thought that line was so cool because obviously we know Cassian does end up fighting those bastards because, you know, we've seen Rogue One. We've seen his character's demise and end, his beautiful uh, end that he has in that film, in, in that lovely film that, that we all came to love Cassian to begin with. So I really enjoyed that tip of the cap line there from Luthen. All right, next up, Luthen offers Cassian 200,000 credits for delivering on stealing the quarterly payroll for an entire Imperial sector. And Cassian does agree to this, but we get some more details on this mission uh, later in the episode. All right, continuing we go to Coruscant for, I think it's the first time we've seen Coruscant since the prequel films. Uh, obviously not counting animation. I'm talking live action here. I think this is the first time we've been there in a very, very long time. And when we go to Coruscant, it is absolutely beautiful. I love the way that it's shot. It's like a brand new way that it's shot too. Like Coruscant looks different here. Like I know it's the same Coruscant, but just the directing style, uh, the directing choice of how to shoot these scenes on Coruscant, it gave it like the most realistic version of Coruscant that we'll ever get to. Like I know, I mean, maybe, maybe way off in the future, we end up having cities like this, but it just, just felt like down to earth even though it's not i don't know how else to describe that it was just really cool i love the way that coruscant was shot uh, throughout this entire episode but our first scene here on coruscant we see the imperial security bureau and they are shown discussing important security issues across the galaxy to identify quote uh, this is what the Major believes their job is, to identify germs whether they arise from within or have come from the outside. The longer we wait to identify a disorder, the harder it is to treat the disease. So key characters introduced here in this ISB meeting is Major Partigaz. Partigaz. Uh, love that dude. Love his performance. He's obviously a Game of Thrones actor. Uh, love to see whenever there's crossover there. Uh, De Dedra and then Blevin. Those three were probably the big Imperial uh, Security Bureau officers that we needed to make sure that we were familiar with from this, from this episode and from this scene in particular. Uh, Easter Egg. One of the conversations, it says increase in construction shipments going to Scarif. Obviously, Scarif is the planet that we see in Rogue One. So that was really cool as well. You know, we heard... We heard rumor before this series premiered that Tony Gilroy wasn't a fan of Easter eggs. Uh, episode 4 of Andor might be the most Easter eggs I've ever seen in a Star Wars project. So, I don't know. That may have been a misquote that people online ran with. I don't know if Tony Gilroy actually said that, but uh, I'd have to dig and do some research. But regardless, there's tons of Easter eggs throughout this episode, and we'll definitely get to a couple of other things. All right, so... At that moment in the episode, we cut to Aldani. So I'm going to scroll down to my Aldani notes and try to get to where we cut to in this moment in the episode. All right, so on Aldani, 
Cassian takes on the name Clem during this job, which I believe was his adoptive father's name. I believe that's why he's chosen that name. Luthen gives Cassian a down payment, a Kuwati signet, a blue kyber, sky stone. It celebrates the uprising against the Rocketon invaders. Luthen views it as worth 50000 at the least. So Rocketon invaders is another uh, interesting Easter egg. I believe the Rocketon Empire are the people, species that invented hyperspace or something like that. Again, I haven't done my Wikipedia research and deep dive with all of this stuff, but yeah, I've definitely heard of that phrase, so there's there's another Easter egg there. Okay, Vel. We are introduced to Vel next up. Vel is leading operations on Aldani, but is taking orders from Luthen. Uh, and basically the order is bring Cassian in to get the job done. Bring Cassian in to get the job done. And Vel ends up taking Cassian in and um, we go from there. All right. From here in the episode, it says cut to Morlana 1. This is our one moment on Morlana 1 for the episode. On Morlana 1, Blevin informs the Primor security they are to give everything over to the ISB, and the Morlana system is under permanent Imperial authority, which is exactly what Karn's boss did not want to happen. Uh, and that dude was not happy, you could tell. Uh, he, he keeps saying, but I had nothing to do with this, basically. Uh, but yeah, tough. Morlana 1 is now under imperial authority so i really like seeing this i like seeing the 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 things that have to happen in order for this empire to just fully take over across the galaxy this was fantastic all right from that one scene in morlana one we cut back to all donnie where Vel informs Cassian they are robbing an Imperial armory at the Aldani garrison, and we get our first look at some Imperial TIE fighters that fly overhead. Love the sound. Love the sound, and I really think that's, well, primarily the, the reason why the TIE fighters were in this episode was to show the Imperial presence on Aldani. But number two, it was to add the noise, right? I mean, one of the best sounds in Star Wars is the sound of a TIE fighter's roar. All right, from there we cut back to Coruscant. Dedra has taken interest in the Morlana 1 incident since the Starpath unit comes for her from her assigned sector, Steerguard, which sounds familiar, but again, I haven't had the opportunity to dive into where I've heard of Steerguard before. Luthen arrives to Coruscant and changes into a Coruscant look in a well-acted moment. He does he, he puts on the, the wig, the robe, the rings, the bracelets, all this stuff that you would typically see someone on Coruscant wearing, and he like, you know, does some gestures and like gets into character that was great fantastic performance by Stellan Skarsgård uh, Blevin refuses to turn over files regarding Ferex to Dedra it is revealed Dedra has been in this position for a year uh, which sets us sets some tension between Blevin and Dedra later on in this episode and then we cut back to Aldani. Cassian and Avell arrive at camp, and as expected, the team is unsure of Cassian's presence. Then we cut back to Coruscant. On Coruscant, Kern arrives on Coruscant and walks us through a rare look at the planet, which again, this was kind of like the down-to-earth kind of look that I was talking about earlier. 
Uh, Kern goes to his mother's home, gets slapped, and welcomed with a hug. And then again, we cut back to Aldani yet again. The men of the group question Vel regarding bringing Cassian in this late, and Cinta tends to Cassian's injuries. For some reason, I get a feeling that Cinta is going to be the most important of this Aldani crew. I don't know why I get those vibes, uh, but I do. And then again, we cut back to Coruscant. All right, on Coruscant, Mon Mothma arrives. Senator Mon Mothma arrives at Luthen's antique shop looking for a gift for her husband, Perrin, since it is his day of days and a Chandrillan custom. Things I spotted inside this antique shop which again here's the easter eggs like crazy and i probably miss some honestly mandalorian armor a the star killer helmet stonework that looks similar to the world between worlds wall art from rebels a gungan shield and i think i also saw indiana jones's whip uh and i'm sure there was a ton of other things so drop down in the comments hop over to twitter in my dms wherever let me know of other things that i may have missed. Luthen and Mon Mothma sneak to the back room to have a conversation. The real reason that Mothma is actually there. She's there to get a gift for her husband, but she's really there to have a conversation with Luthen because these two are in cahoots together. Uh, Luthen feels she hasn't delivered on something. Mothma is attempting to pull funds for Luthen, and Mothma has found someone she believes can help. Now, we don't know who this individual she believes can help is. Obviously, for me, for some reason, I immediately thought of Bail Organa, but I feel like we're too late into this that Bail Organa probably is already involved with the early rebellion, I'm thinking. So I actually am leaning toward it being a newer character. But it, I'd be okay with it being Bail Organa, obviously. Come on, give me Jimmy Smith as much as possible. But that's where my current thought, thought process is on who Mothma wants to bring on board uh, at this point in the rebellion. It, it seems like we're very early, very early stages of the rebellion. So it certainly could be Bail Organa. Definitely could be Bail Organa. All right, and then from there, we cut to back to Aldani. Okay, Lieutenant Gorn arrives, and Lieutenant Gorn is the squad's contact at the garrison. He is an Imperial engineer from Coruscant. Oh, no, 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 no. Excuse me, excuse me. So he's he looks to be working for the Empire, but he's actually helping this Aldani crew. Uh, and he reports to the crew that an Imperial engineer from Coruscant is set to arrive. Now, I don't know who this Imperial engineer is going to be. Again, I'm leaning toward being a brand new character, and I have a feeling we'll see that uh, in next week's episode, because I think we're going to see the big overhead shot of the Imperial Star Destroyer arriving on Aldani uh, next week, and I have a feeling maybe the Imperial Engineer is riding in that Star Destroyer during that scene, but we'll see, we'll see. All right, and then uh, we again cut back to Coruscant. We do, we do a lot of back and forward, back and forward, back and forward uh, throughout this episode. Uh, Mothma arrives to her home where her husband Perrin is getting a dinner party prepared. Sly Moore is invited, um, among others, much to the disliking of Mothma. And this scene really just depicts that uh, Mon Mothma's husband is absolutely horrible. Worst husband in the galaxy. Gotta be. Uh, not very supportive of Mon Mothma and all the things that she's trying to get done in her senator job, if you will. Uh, but yeah, 
didn't like Perrin in the slightest. All right, then we cut back to Aldani, and we get some important important information, I think, that's going to display itself in next week's episode. The crew is preparing their plan. They are planning to escape on a Max 7 Rono freighter. To make up for the slowness of the freighter, the crew plans to use the celestial event, the Eye of Aldani, to aid in their escape. The Eye of Aldani is said to be 50 meteor showers all at once until the eye forms over the horizon it is technically a recurrent band of crystallized non noctilucent micro densities billions of crystals very heavy but small and unstable as the planet passes through the belt they swarm the atmosphere heat up and explode from the ground it's a thing of beauty in the sky it's chaos uh, lieutenant gorn has seen it twice the crew has calculated an escape entry that gets them out just before the eye closes. And finally, Cassian commits to being in the plan all the way. Now, I do believe, I'm speculating that we have actually already seen the eye of Aldani in a trailer. It was a really stunning shot uh, where there's all kinds of colors in the horizon. And Cassian is seen, you know, piloting a freighter, kind of fitting the description here that we get in this episode. So I think we've seen part of it, and I can't wait to see it, you know, in all of its glory and and more than just two seconds because it really is stunning from what we've seen in the trailer. So I can't wait to see the eye of Aldani, assumingly next week. All right, then we cut back to Coruscant. I believe this is going to be our final cut to Coruscant for this week's episode. Dedra and Blevin make their case to Major Portuguese on sharing information regarding Ferrix. Interesting dialogue from Portuguese directed at Dedra once they are alone, which, by the way, uh, Portuguese tells Dedra that, you know, you can't have Blevins information regarding this Ferrix incident. It's not your sector. You've got other things that you got to take care of right now. So basically the major shoots her down. But once they're alone, we get some interesting dialogue that I haven't quite interpreted fully all the way yet. So you help me out. Let me know what you think from this. Portuguese says the following. There's a high bar for your performance, Lieutenant. And he actually doesn't say it like Lieutenant. He's like, Lieutenant, Lieutenant. He says it very Imperial-like, and I loved it. There's a high bar for your performance, Lieutenant. Unfair, perhaps, but senseless to ignore and potentially the foundation of a uniquely superior career. You're supposed to be more competent and tucked away. That's why you're here. That's why we're bringing in officers like you. Let's remind everyone of that and not get lost in the dust. Interesting dialogue there. It has me speculating that maybe she is someone of very, very, very high importance, but we just don't know the full details behind this character yet. Uh, I'm interested to more know more about Dedra, and that just means that they set up that character perfectly in this episode. Very interesting dialogue, though from there and then we do in fact cut to Aldani and this is our final cut we see that the crew is eating around the fire as they push Cassian to learn more information uh, for the mission which appears to be going down next episode and then there's the music there is the end of Andor episode 4 and I thought this episode yet again was fantastic episode 1 
built the world slowly. Episode two cranked it up a little bit, but again, focused on it a little slow. Episode three, the intensity was high. Episode four, I think we're still riding on that high intensity. There's not action in this one, at least not a lot of action, but there is very, very, very important dialogue that is going to drive this story moving forward. So a very important one to watch as far as the Andor series goes, but also I think going to be it's going to pay off very well with the remainder of this series. We still got eight more episodes. Remember, it's a total of 12 episodes. So there's still tons of storytelling potential uh, that we that we get to sink our teeth into and get to dissect, react to, review, discuss. Let me know what you thought of Andor Episode 4 down in the comments if you're over on YouTube. If you're on our podcast platforms, hop on over to Twitter, at MandoTalk, and let me know in my DMs, or just tweet at me, tell me what you thought of Andor Episode 4. There's also a Mando Talk Discord. Uh, I'll have that Discord link down in the description. If you click that link, you can join our small, close, tight-knit community where we have discussions about Star Wars most of the time, but we also occasionally have non-Star Wars-related discussions. So all of those different things. Come and tell me what you thought of Andor Episode 4 on all of those different platforms. And like I said, I promise myself, Zach, and DJ will be getting together soon to spoiler discuss all good things about Andor. We'll probably dive deep into the most recent episode whenever we do get that opportunity to sit down and discuss but make sure you stick around for that. I apologize for for you just getting me again, but hopefully you enjoyed this content. Hopefully you enjoyed this breakdown. Let me know if I missed anything. Let me know. Let me know, especially in the YouTube comments. That way anyone that's watching the video can conveniently go down in the comments and see, oh yeah, that happened too. So do that there. All right, let me get out of here. I hope you have a great week, a great day, great hour, great minute, great second, whatever. Have a great life. You know what I mean? Have a great life. Thank you so much for checking us out, and I'll see you on the next one. And as always, we have spoken.